my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, May the 12th, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this. I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's peace. I wish you God's life today. Brothers and sisters, thanks for being with me to continue uh, through this Easter season as we break open God's Word. You know, we have reached the tipping point. I think yesterday was it, or, or yesterday into today. As we are now uh, on day, what would that be, 26 or so? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I didn't add it up. But figuring the Easter season is seven weeks, and we are about midway through that fourth week. Uh, We're about halfway through this Easter season. And so, again, um, it's not just a feeling. I mean, because I can't say, hey, go feel happy because we can't be commanded to feel anything. But my brothers and sisters, I hope wherever you are in the midst of this Easter season, somehow the, the, I'll say the joy, because joy is deeper than happiness, right? Totally different thing. That understanding, that wisdom, that uh, grasping it at an interior level, that, that nothing is the same, that life is different now because of what happened uh, on that resurrection morning, that all of creation is made new, that in a sense we're brought, and all that's churchy talk, we're, we're brought back to the garden. Uh, we are there again communing at one, as one with our God, and we do not need to hide. Um, that, that our God, the very thing that we fear the most, that idea of, are we loved? Um, is death uh, the end? Is it, it this black hole that the stone rolled away and showed us that there is nothing there? There is nothing there to fear. That that is broken. And that, yes, we are loved more than we can even imagine. All we have to do is stare at a crucifix and let that sink in. Um, So, brothers and sisters, as we continue through this Easter season, I wish you that joy of Easter uh, and realize as we echo those words that we are an Easter people. And yes, while we celebrate that, for an octave, and we celebrate it for a day, and we celebrate it for 50. It is the reality upon which we walk every day. And, and let that sink into your bones, into the very marrow of your existence, because that's who you are and who I am in the grace and gift of our God. So today, my friends, we are going to read uh, John's Gospel again. And again, John is going to be pretty wordy, uh, you know, until he's not, until he gives us some of the greatest signs uh, that Jesus does. But today's not one of those days. Today's a wordy day. And uh, it's John 13, 16 to 20. I'm actually going to add on a few verses that'll set it in context. So forgive, I am going to read, and we're going to go John 12 through 20, and I'm going to read out of Eugene Peterson. So I'm adding a few verses here. But uh, I think it, it kind of gives, 
gives a little more understanding and depth. So, with that being said, let's dive into God's Word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Then Jesus said, Do you understand what I have done to you? You address me as teacher and master, and rightly so. That is what I am. So if I, the master and teacher, washed your feet, you must now wash each other's feet. I've laid down a pattern for you. What I've done, you do. I'm only pointing out the obvious. A servant is not ranked above their master. An employee doesn't give orders to the employer. If you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. I'm not including all of you in this. I know precisely whom I've selected so as not to interfere with the fulfillment of this scripture. The one who ate bread at my table turned on his heel against me. I'm telling you all this ahead of time so that when it happens you will believe that I am who I say I am. Make sure you get this right. Receiving someone I send is the same as receiving me, just as receiving me is the same as receiving the one who sent me. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we talked about this yesterday uh, to the point where you're probably going to fast forward the pod. First 12 chapters of John, Book of Signs, right? 13 on, Book of Glory. What happens in chapter 13? We begin at the Last Supper. Now again, not John's Eucharistic theology. That's in the others. It's in the synoptics. John equates Eucharist, in the sense, with service. And so, when Jesus goes to the Last Supper with his friends, and that Last Supper discourse, my friends, is not just a paragraph as it is, in the Synoptic Gospels, the Last Supper in John's Gospel is five chapters, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. So he has a lot to say. And I suspect in the next week, maybe two, we're going to be going over a lot of what he says. We're going to get the teaching Jesus in the Last Supper discourse. I don't know it. I didn't look ahead, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, and, uh, and so the Passion then begins in 18. Long story short, we just would have heard, we started at verse 12 here today, had we read 1 through 11, we would have seen the washing of the feet. Okay. So I guess I've just got two things for us to ponder and chew on today. And um, I, I, I mean, again, these are all rhetorical and I've got no answer, but I think they're good questions. And, and Jesus leads us right there to them. And the first is this, with the washing of the feet. You know, Jesus, again, as, as Eugene says here, he sets the pattern. I've laid down a pattern for you. What I've done, you do. I'm only pointing out the obvious, he says. A servant is not ranked above their master. An employee does not give orders to the employer. If you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. I think the question I have, my friends, is this. 
what is it we are seeking in our attempts to, to and I'm going to put this in air quotes here, get to the top? What, and, and, and I don't want to presume anything about you, um, but I think knowing our culture, that is what we strive for. To be um, known. I mean, we live in a celebrity culture, right? And if one is famous or one is even infamous, one is known. And is that what we seek? To be known? Even at a superficial level? Whether that's on a silver screen or, or on, a, on a radio or even far less than that. You know, with a com- within a community, within a city, within a region, within a state, within a, a, a workplace, within a college, within a grade, whatever community of which we are a part, what is it that drives us? Now, my, my friends, I don't want you to hear me saying that I'm saying take it easy and let's just go to the lowest common denominator. I think that we are called to use the gifts that we have to the best of our abilities, the absolute best. And if we are a dentist, we are called to be the greatest that we can be. And if we are uh, someone who delivers mail, we are called to be the greatest that we can be. And if we are sweeping up the aisles at a grocery store, we are called to be the greatest that we can be. I, I, I don't want to mix words that way. But, brothers and sisters, I think if what we're doing, and I think this is what Jesus is inviting us to, if what we're doing is out of service to those people whom we serve, be those our patients, be those the residents to whom we are delivering that, be those the uh, people that uh, use and, and um, populate our store. And, uh, and this can be a, a great walk for them down this aisle because I want to honor and serve them. That's a beautiful and honorable thing because service drives that motivation and drives our actions. But if, brothers and sisters, our actions are driven elsewhere through an insecurity or a need to be seen or an ego uh, that says, I want to be the greatest. I mean, brothers and sisters, if I, I guess here's what I'm saying, and I'm saying poorly, I apologize. Um, if what we are doing we wish to do out of love for others. And that, out of, out of that servitude, brings us to a place where we get known because of uh, the, the manner in which we do it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because that's a byproduct. It's not our goal. That's a byproduct of the service that I desire to give. Do you see the difference? But if, brothers and sisters, that service is not what drives me, but the byproduct of being known, then I lose that gift. I lose that 
blessing along the way. I mean, what Jesus says here is at the end, if you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. Because that blessed life is one of service. It's that one of, of not trying to be um, the, the employer, but the employee, and that's okay. It's, it's one of not trying to be the master, but the servant, and that's okay. Jesus lays out the pattern. And if I've done this for you, I who am servant and master, and do this for you, so you ought to do the same. He's inviting us to be people of humility who serve. And if that leads toward recognition, bless you. Bless you because it means you've done a great job. Keep doing it. Don't lose the focus. But that's a blessed life. You've used your gifts to the the, the utmost. But we are called, brothers and sisters, to be women and men of humility. And, and trust me, I am not preaching uh, and, and pointing fingers. I, this finger is pointing back at me. Um, because if it spawns out of anywhere else, there's too much of us in it. And not enough of this, the master, the employer, to use that image. Does that make sense? Because then it's about my ego. Then it's about what my needs are. And that, that, that is a, a God that does not, lowercase g, that is a God that is not satiated because we have to keep serving that God. Uh, that God does not, does not fill. And, and we find ourselves um, sacrificing a whole lot to that, including our dignity, including our our peace. Our God invites us to be women and men of humility. Second and uh, final thing that I want to bring about here is this question of of Jesus. And this is not the first time he said it. We've we've talked about it before. Um, Make sure that you get this right. Now, this is the last thing he says in today's gospel. Make sure you get this right. Receiving someone I send is the same as receiving me. Just as receiving me is the same as receiving the one who sent me. We know that. Jesus says it all the time in John's gospel. The Father and I are one, right? Remember, we were just dogging Philip for that the other day on the feast of of St. Philip, which is going to come, by the way, in John chapter 14 when Philip blows it. You know, show me the Father and show us the Father and that'll be enough for us. And, and he's just like, oh, Philip, you don't get it. The Father and I are one. If you've seen me, you've, you've seen the Father. You've been with me this long and you don't get it. So we know that part, but that's the second part. That's the second part. That's the part where he says, you know, just as receiving me is the same as receiving the one who sent me. But did you hear the first part? Receiving someone I send is the same as receiving me. Brothers and sisters, how often have you and I heard the term that the church is the bride of Christ, right? The church is the bride of Christ, or the church is the body of Christ. I've used that term, both being true. Um, Yet, I also know that uh, church, right now, that word can uh, can, can conjure up many images, and many thoughts. And uh, it really is fraught with a whole lot of stuff and baggage, right? 
When I say church, I'm not talking about the Roman Catholic Church here. When I say church, I'm not talking about the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. When I say church here, I'm not talking about the United Church of Christ or or any other denomination. I think that's church with a small c here. What we're talking about here is the body of believers, those who follow Christ. And my, my, my friends, I'm going to use Augustine's word, so don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me here. Um, there are many that God has that the church does not have, and there are many the church has that God does not have. That's Augustine. So that body of believers is bigger than we think it is. In fact, it is people who would say they are never going to church. Now, I am not here to say, let's throw out church. Jesus went to the synagogue, as was his custom. And we are called to do that. It's part, part of what makes our Sabbath holy. It is not the only thing that makes our Sabbath holy. Unfortunately, our church has has diminished it to that. Ugh, makes me sick. But it is part of what makes our Sabbath holy. Brothers and sisters, here's my point. My point is... How often do we sit back and honor one another, that body of believers, wherever we see them and find them, and realize they bring Christ? When I receive them, in whatever message they're bringing, in whatever love and life that they are attempting to bring, even imperfectly as they do and as I do, How do we love them in the midst of that? How do we forgive them in the midst of that? How do we learn the lesson, that otherness, that that part that God is always bigger than we think God is, that diversity that they try to bring? Brothers and sisters, this body of believers is enormous. And it is larger than we even think it is. Praise be to God about that. You know? And how do we receive those who bring that furtherance of who Christ is to us. Because when we receive them, realizing they bring some aspect of God in Jesus Christ that we have not understood to date, when we receive them, we are receiving the one who sent them, which is Christ, and receive, and send, excuse me, receiving the Father at the same time. The body of believers is there, my friends, to support us, but it's also there to challenge us, to help us grow. And we are a part of that. And we are also a face of of God, Um, one that other people need to see and be challenged by and supported by and loved by and brought life through. We bring all of that but it doesn't rest on your shoulders and mine alone. The body of believers is bigger. And when we open ourselves to it, we receive the one who animates them individually and collectively to help us grow into the fullness, into the height and breadth and depth and length of who God is. Let's pray. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth sorrowful mystery, Jesus carries his cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Thursday. Be well, and God's peace.